0: Have you ever gotten the shakes or a migraine after missing your morning coffee? Or perhaps you know someone from high school who started juuling and now can't stop puffing off a nicotine-infused flash drive. These, along with mu- many other substances, some more lethal than others, are addictions. Most of us, or those who experienced the D.A.R.E. program in our childhood, know that addictions to drugs and other substances can be detrimental to our brain's normal functioning, Moreover, these substances take a specific neural pathway in our bodies, often mimicking neurotransmitters that make us feel joy and or euphoria. Today in this podcast, we will talk about the neurological mechanism behind addiction, as well as the social impacts it has on society, specifically regarding race. We will discuss the disparities in treatment of addiction based on race, as well as the social implications of the war on drugs in the United States in the late 20th century into the early 21st century.
1: Drug addiction is a severe disease with distinct neurological foundations, and there lie great disparities in the treatment of drug addiction between racial and ethnic minorities and non-Hispanic whites. In particular, opioid use and overdose rates have increased in recent years. And a study by Burlow et al. earlier this year stated that, These racial and ethnic minorities have worse treatment experiences and outcomes in substance abuse disorder treatment than non-Hispanic whites. Studies have shown that minority groups tend to enter treatment for substance use disorder later in their addiction and are less likely to complete treatment. Another huge problem in the treatment of drug addiction in racial and ethnic minority groups is that research is lacking specifically involving these groups. Instead, generalizations are made based on non-Hispanic white participants in research studies. However, few studies have shown that social determinants of health are associated with racial and ethnic differences in substance abuse, but further specified research in these populations is necessary and will aid in their overall treatment. Although the scientific community lacks robust research regarding racial and ethnic minorities in the field of drug addiction, numerous studies exist that reveal the general mechanism behind drug addiction itself, which I will talk about now. As mentioned earlier, addiction hijacks the brain's natural reward mechanism, resulting in both structural and functional changes in plasticity. The reward system of the brain involves the limbic system, in which dopamine is released from neurons in the ventral tegmental area to other parts of the brain, particularly the spiny neurons of the nucleus accumbens, where D1 and D2 receptors are present. This is a natural process in the brain, and it helps us value rewards that are essential for survival, such as food and sex. Under normal conditions, there is slow tonic firing of neurons in the VTA, causing D2-dopamine receptors to uptake dopamine, which can lead to long-term depression. When a drug is introduced into the body, such as an opioid, a large spike in dopamine is released from the VTA, and D1-dopamine receptors uptake dopamine, leading to long-term potentiation. Whereas dopamine uptake in D2-dopamine receptors decreases cyclic AMP in neurons— Dopamine uptake in D1 dopamine receptors increases cyclic AMP, which increases the amount of AMPA receptors at the surface. This is how functional and structural plastic changes arise in the brain, resulting from LTP and drug addiction.
2: Addiction is also determined in equal levels by both environment and genetics, permanently altering the dopaminergic reward pathways of the brain that Juliana discussed as individuals become sensitized to greater and greater amounts of dopamine in the synaptic cleft, in which more of the drug is required to get the same high. For example, if a drug is present and D1 receptors are uptaking a surge of dopamine, nothing else can match the high other than increased amounts of the drug. This aspect of addiction is why it can quickly become deadly. Not only is there the physiological response to drug dependence, where visceral signaling is altered leading to physical symptoms withdrawal, There's also the psychological aspect, involving a compulsive need to continue drug use in order to feel good. With the self-administration of opioid drugs like heroin, there is always the risk of causing respiratory depression where the brain and tissues cannot get enough oxygen, a condition known as hypoxia. Opioids include substances like heroin, fentanyl, and oxycontin, and target dopaminergic neurons which are responsible for our reward system, mood, feelings of euphoria, and movement. Heroin and prescribed opioid medications act as opioid receptor antagonists, coming into the brain quickly and in high concentrations. Responsible for a wide range of functions throughout the entire body like sensory perception, opioid receptors are expressed throughout the central nervous system as well as in the gastrointestinal tract. As such, individuals abusing opioids may experience symptoms such as itching or constipation during use and diarrhea as a symptom of withdrawal. For this reason, Recovery from opioid addiction is not a straightforward process by any means. Health disparities come into play in treatment, as despite similar levels of prevalence of opioid addiction amongst all races, recent research suggests that Black and Hispanic patients are less likely to receive medication for opioid use disorder in residential treatment, yet have either equal or better outcomes compared to white patients when they do. As such, it comes as no surprise that opioid overdose mortality rates have been increasing at higher rates for Blacks compared to whites, a tragic reminder of how much work we have to do in order to eliminate barriers to accessible treatment for all.
0: The War on Drugs in the United States was declared by President Nixon in 1971 and was a campaign led by the U.S. government to reduce the illegal drug trade and help prevent new addicts as well as treat existing addicts. It included a combination of drug prohibition, and military intervention to discourage the production, use, and distribution of mostly psychoactive drugs. While the intentions of this initiative were good, many unintended effects emerged, including excessive imprisonment, the criminalization of drug users, harsh sentencing, and enforcement of the death penalty. These effects were mostly felt by racial and ethnic minorities and led to the emergence of many problematic stereotypes. This could affect This could definitely be a factor in why limited research exists regarding these populations and drug use, as well as major reason why racial minorities have been found to either reject treatment, enter treatment late, or do not finish treatment. The war on drugs could also be a factor behind the mistrust that often exists between physicians and patients of minority groups because of the harmful stereotypes that exist, causing patients to be deterred from treatment. Thus, addiction has many grave societal implications and is an extremely complex issue, both neurologically and socially. All of this is important, of course, because addiction can destroy a person's life, and it can happen to virtually anyone. In terms of social issues, much research suggests that addiction, specifically opioid addiction, disproportionately affects communities of color, low income, and low SES, or socioeconomic standing. One behavioral science study at Walden University, including 265,442 participants, revealed that race, class, and SES were significant factors in disparity in sentencing in opioid cases. This often displaces low-income and communities of color from healthy environments and into prisons, hospitals, and graves. Furthermore, understanding the neurological pathways of addictions is so crucial to understanding the class and race struggles in regards to the war on drugs, and provide scientists with a way of helping to resolve these addiction issues at the root in order to equalize the playing fields between all races and SESs. Keep in mind the risk factors for addiction. It is essential that we begin to consider both preventative intervention in susceptible populations, along with potential treatment options.